Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Verbal Tap. I am one of your co-hosts, Rafa Sparza, talking about some great things, mostly MMA, maybe a little bit about my new puppy. But you know what? That's not what we're here for. I want you guys to get excited about this mere fact. Why am I taking the lead reins? On introducing the show. Normally, that's the job that my co-host Kevin Phillips does. Kevin, why are we doing it like this right now? I thought we were here to talk about the puppies. So starting to, I'm just trying to get over that. <laughs> just, um, I but, told you, Kevin, that we are saving the puppy talk for the shout-outs portion because technically I would be shouting out my puppy. So sure. if you guys want to go ahead and listen to it, wait all the way to the end of the show or just fast-forward there. Don't really care. You already downloaded it, so it doesn't matter to me. Fine. Um, because we're combining, right? We're mixing mm. it. You've got, you brought another person for me to just beat the hell out of. In this I would game. tell you this right now. Be very careful how you address this person. Don't like your okay? Got it. Okay. I just, I want you to know okay. that they are savage level jujitsu first and foremost. Uh, they are an EBI vet. They are a combat jujitsu vet. Mm. So there's that. We're going to start there and we're going to work our way elsewhere. So I want to go ahead and and tell you this right now, which is, yes, we are bringing on somebody who's going to be competing at the next EBI. That would be EBI 17. Uh, It's at the buck 45 weight. But I want you guys to understand that we brought him because he's savage level jujitsu. Amazingly nice friend of the podcast. And he happened to be at UFC's. STL yesterday in the St. Lou is what I am told the kids say. So we decided to mix over under Kevin and a little bit of review of yesterday's UFC event. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Our good friend, Mr. Jason Hayden. Jason, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing excellent. How are you, Raph? You know, I'm phenomenal. I'm just so happy you're back on the show. We love you here. Every time we talk with you and your brother, it's like family on this show. So uh, I want to make sure that we, we say the nice things about you before Kevin says the really mean things about you. Yeah, that's great. Please say all the nice things because, man, I'm about to beat Kevin up big time. I, I believe that. And Kevin's never rolled with you, so he has no idea what he's in for Thank on that respect either. God, by the oh, way. yeah. <laughs> it's that. coming. It's coming. I just see him. <laughs> I just like I can hear my knee surgeon. Just buying a new set of golf clubs as I uh, roll with uh, like Kev. Have you ever haters, seen... as we refer to him here at the podcast? <laughs> Kev, have you ever seen like uh, you know the Looney Tunes when the Tasmanian Devil would go in like a circle? Just imagine that happening to your leg. I swear I've thought about this because I've watched a fair number of your fights, which go to hell, Raph, for bringing someone on that I have to be like a little extra careful about how deeply I burn. There was a few shots I took at Gary Tone and then I was like, eh, might not have been a great idea. <laughs> you um, you will routinely Imanari roll to start, but you're not like satisfied. You like to Imanari roll to shoot Imanari roll. It's like watching a soccer ball uh, bounce with a razor blade sticking out of it. Looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep going, man. I'll keep going until I get it. I've noticed. I love it. I, love I, it. I would run out of energy halfway through the first turn. Like, cool. That didn't work. 
I'll tell you this much right now, Kev. I did when I rolled with him, so it was it was no fun from there. <laughs> but I the reason why I say the Tasmanian Devil is you know it has like, like very distinct like kind of revved up thing. Like yeah. that's what it's you hear when you are rolling with Jason Hayden. But enough about the compliments for now. Let's get straight to business because you were there yesterday in St. Louis. Jason, tell me this much. How did you end up going to this event? Well, uh, I'm really good friends with uh, one of the fighters. Her name's Danielle Taylor. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was just there in support uh, to support her and uh, watch her fight and uh, just kind of, um, you know, enjoy the show, um, mainly for the support, you know. Uh, she's she's awesome, and it was great to get to see her fight live. What was that experience like? Because, you know, I know you're used to seeing people grapple, and, like, you know, your brother, or like, you guys are, as much as I want to say it's amazing to watch how much you guys have your back, it's also terrifying, because I've seen your brother almost stare a hole through people who are competing with you, and it's like, man, you guys are are some of the best people in the world just in terms of like how we get along. But like, I don't see Josh ever get mad at anything except for like, you fuck with my brother, I'll kill you. So <laughs> it's a real big difference to see, uh, especially someone as I mean, everybody loves Josh Hayden. So uh, is it different to have somebody like Danielle when she is in there? Is it more emotional investment? Like, what is that for you, man? Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I definitely say it is. Uh, you know, I was really nervous. You know, I stopped biting my fingernails like for the first time in like my whole life, um, not too long ago, actually, like two months ago. But for this fight, I was biting my fingernails. I get really super nervous. Um, same thing watching my brother uh, compete. I just get I'm way more nervous than uh, than them I'm I, you know I'm sure so yeah it, it was a good time it, it was a lot of uh, emotions and uh, a lot of nervousness a lot of nervousness and coolest thing about being uh, to have have a friend fighting in the UFC what's the coolest part while you're there uh, I got to be around a lot of the fighters um, a lot of the people especially Jeremy Stevens um, I've been watching him before I even started I was a big fan and getting to walk past him like two or three, you know, two or three times and being with him in the elevator. I'm like super fanboying out, but I'm trying to keep my cool at the same time because I could fight him in the future. So I don't want to be yeah. too much of a fanboy. There's a lost take of the intro of this podcast where Josh, <laughs> Josh confessed. Yeah, nobody knew I, that. Like zero people knew that until you broke kayfabe. And, you uh, and I'm them. sorry. I already hit my wrong Hayden. Where Jason uh, confesses he's nervous that um, yeah, Stevens yeah. is getting a little close to his weight class, which cracks Raph and I up because we can <laughs> see the just. I imagine it's both Haydens have like yeah, their weight want, circled. It's like who's getting close here real quick. I a perfect question that was going to duck over the exact same conversation we had with the alleged previous take that people will never hear. Uh, to- place and no one would have known the difference but i just want to say i'll say my question now as if we're hearing it for the first time which we are uh jason this question i'm now asking you for the first time and you're answering 
as if you've never heard this question before is are you sizing up Stevens when you're in the elevator with him? Like, are you looking it up and being like, uh, I don't know, man, he's his right shoulder. He's favoring right now. Good to know. Definitely sizing up everybody. Every time I walk in a room, I size up every person. <laughs> I'm walking down the sidewalk. Someone's walking past me. You size them up because you never know. They might try to attack you. They might try to steal your lunch money. You never know, man. <laughs> you got to size up everyone. This explains a lot. Lunch money still. Like, Raph, I just you're... learned a lot about why he got so much better than I did so much faster. It's like I've been looking at people the wrong way. Yeah. I have not been doing this. And I think – can I suggest taking it a step further? You should just, I mean, start in Minari rolling more people mm-hmm. in the elevator. Yeah. Like, see if Stevens, let's see how his takedown defense is. I'm just oh, he don't want it. I'll Minari him all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say, on the scale of trash talk, uh, I'm going to Minari you all day. It's, it's good. No where it falls. If I'm being really honest, I, I can't tell if it's at the top or the bottom. Um, but I want to ask some specific fight questions here because yesterday there was a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, uh, the big attraction, even though she was only the co-main event, but ratings-wise, Paige Van Zandt went through fighting with a broken arm. Could you tell that her arm was broken uh, when you were watching her fight? Definitely. I knew something was up um, after, I believe it was in the first round, I saw her spinning back fist, uh, the girl, and I knew something was up uh, at the beginning of the second and and, and even the third. She was way more timid. Uh, She wasn't throwing uh, with that arm as much. But yeah, I definitely knew something was up once she uh, she broke her arm. And Kev, didn't it look like a lot of those angles were really bad for her? Because I Mm -hmm. thought she was going to tap at any given point. On mm-hmm. a number of the triangles, if not the triangles, I was like, oh, maybe the triangle armbar is going to happen here. Well, sadly, this is one of the the two fights I didn't see. But apparently I need to watch Adrian's aunt breaking her arm in the first and still dancing her way through three. I mean, it goes to a decision, right? Like, that's I mean, it, yeah, it does. she made it all the way through a de- decision miraculously. And uh, at the very end, tough. she toughed it all the way through, <laughs> looks over, shakes her opponent's hand, and then in the most Jim Carrey-esque way, lets out a, oh, God. And it's the way that we all hope. <laughs> Tucks that it into we her shirt. Aware. Does that whole, ah. Oh. <laughs> it's the way that we all hope and think that we would respond in that uh, whole situation where you beast out three rounds even though you broke your arm. Uh, but <laughs> – that takes a certain caliber of fighter to actually make their way through. So she earned a lot of my respect yesterday. Definitely. Um, and, and I was, I, I was like, man, that really sucks to to fight that way and not see her at her fullest potential. And who knows? It could have gone exactly the same way. But kudos to her for making it through that. I have another question right here. What was the crowd like when Jeremy Stevens knocked the living life out of Doho Choi? Uh, <laughs> the crowd was hyped. <laughs> um, the crowd was awesome. I mean, I I really I was a, I wanted Choi to win because you know I'm Filipino and he's Korean and of he course, you, know, you I guess, play I, you know what I'm saying. Asian. Everybody plays that game <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, man, I really want to do Choi to win, but I knew Stevens hit like a freaking Mack truck. So, but yeah, the crowd was the crowd was hype. Um, he came out to Nelly, so. They really, they really liked Stevens. Whether they knew him or not, they really liked him. 
how is Nelly not there? Nelly's not singing the national anthem. He's not hosting. He's not doing commentary. He's not sitting next to Data. Oh, man. This is rough for me. I mm. expected to see an awesome Nelly <laughs> just hitting us with like a bump, 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 oh, say. And then just rap you just <laughs> splicing it with country grammar. It's just happy, happy. It's got a lot we... of potential had recorded this conversation before i would have possibly had made the joke that nelly did try to make country grammar an official national anthem which is a true fact it was that but, summer it for a summer that was yeah. the national anthem oh yeah there was not a single person between that and like i realized this grown man who refers to himself as nelly was making millions off of nursery rhymes by the time this motherfucker got to saying, uh-oh, and I realized he's making so much money, I said, hmm, good to know. Thank you very much, Nelly. Let's talk about this, though. I want to ask the question about – I think it's important for us to know how much effort we put into things. I want to ask this. Kevin, right now, how much effort are you putting into this podcast? I'm sorry, Raph. I'm sending a text. What was the okay. uh, I, effort? I just always usually one and a half star, which I've equated. I don't go above 20 usually to keep just okay. to keep expectations <laughs> low. That's good. Okay. Now, Jason, what percentage are you at right now? Um, probably about um, 1.7. 100. He's a giver. He's a giver. I've heard that about him in lovemaking. I've heard that about him with sponsors. I've seen it somewhat in jujitsu. That's just what I've heard. Giver. You need to roll with them before you can give any value. But I'll say this. There's nothing quite like that you barely win by decision. I mean barely. I mean excitingly. Because he was very dominant. But nobody there was really excited about that fight. And then get on the microphone and say, that was only me at 30%. Are you telling me that you had 70% to Vanessa finish, motherfucker? Now we're just sitting here watching you talk about the fact that you're bragging. You could have done more, but nah, I'm only giving 30%. When I heard him say that, Kevin, all I could think of was, uh, I only podcast. Yeah, so 30%. Tops. So take that, dude. But yep. it, is that the implication that he's saying I only gave 30%? Is that how you hear it live? Jason, you're hearing him be like, I was only fighting a little bit. Yeah, I was I was a little um I was a little confused, man. I really want to see him go 100%, you know. I go, I come to a fight. <laughs> I come to a fight, you know what I'm saying? And uh I want to see, you know, I, I don't really get to go to UFC as much, but come to a fight, I want to see some people <laughs> throw hands and if he's going only 30 percent, I'm, I'm a little disappointed but that guy's a beast that guy's a beast big dude i really do appreciate the fact that it's taking the uh, perspective of you know i don't get out to use much i don't he's simple man i really wish that some guy would do more than 30 percent. maybe 33 if it could inconvenience him just a little bit yeah that would have been nice 33 would have been dope it would have been perfect <laughs> <laughs> Bump it up to a uh, Jesus level of motivation, Usman. That feels <laughs> that feels fair. 
Verbal Tap fans, great time to stop and talk to you about North South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. Even the words sound good. What is under your gi? That's the question you need to be asking yourself. Head on over to NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Get the underwear that's going to keep you secure, ready to train, ready to go another round. North South Jiu-Jitsu Underwear.com. Uh, Elkins, I have one problem with how they declare this. They they called it, uh, first of all, I like that it was a performance of the night. I see that here on the highlight sheet. But Darren Elkins wins more by spine crank on Michael Johnson than maybe rear naked choke, but pretty cool to see a finish of that. Uh, I always, whenever there's a submission, mm-hmm. I feel like you might have willed that one to happen, Jason. Otherwise, we don't really get one. Yeah, I, I really enjoy seeing finishes happen. I didn't think, uh, you know, I didn't, it really didn't look like Elkins was going to win because Johnson was getting the better of him on the feet. Peppering him. And, yeah, exactly. I was just like, man, Elkins is going to go down at any time. But, gosh, he's he's freaking tough. Like, How, What do you think he was giving it percent-wise? Uh, I'm willing to um, guess 68. Elkins? Yeah. He was probably giving it 68.1%. Raph, what do you think? Elkins on the side lock? North or south of 80%? Do we have... 140%. 140%. Just to really put his pelvis into it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I get to call this next one hometown... Man, James Krause wins barely. Did you think he was going to get knocked out in the third round? Did you see this? Do you know exactly what moment I'm talking about, Mister? Yeah, he was. He was getting. He was getting rocked pretty good. Um, I he came out really strong, like he was a striker, but then he was getting rocked. But um, Elkins had really nice hair, so I knew that. I knew he was going to – Wait, no, no. Cross. Cross, I'm sorry. Cross always has nice hair. He's always Pantene Pro-V shimmy. I I heard somebody in the crowd say, (laughs) um, CM Punk. So (laughs) so I knew knew Cross was going to win after that. And (laughs) on top of having really nice hair, being really well-groomed, guaranteed win for me. All right. I have to say, though, with him saying very nice hair, that bodes well for over-under Kevin. Yes. Uh, I really wish I had the chance to to have voted on him. He won via control, basically, but he did almost get knocked out. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I liked his uh, jiu-jitsu game, though, because even when Alex tried the end, it's like, Alex, gotta... Alex needs to spend some more time with the Hayden brothers. There's yeah, nice, definitely. There's a nice quick plug for their old uh... school. I'll do a seminar for them, you know, for him if he wants. That would now, be super helpful, spe- I think, for them. Speaking of that, <laughs> I noticed, you know, we'll come back to this in a second, but I noticed that you're going to be out in L.A. because you're going to be competing at EBI 17, and you put up a post. And uh, do you have your Instagram uh, near you, Jay? I do, actually. Uh, I have it right next to me. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to need an honest uh, set of answers here, okay? Okay. 
So Jason put up a post that says 14th to 28th. Would anyone be interested in seminars or privates? And he made a poll. What are the results of those poll uh, numbers so far, sir? I have 79% yes and 21% no. Name names. Who are the 21%? 21% are <laughs> my buddy Brandon Sims, who is in the Army, who's not even from, is not going to be in L.A. He's one of the no's. Uh, I have Dylan Smith, who's right behind me, who's a jackass. <laughs> no. <laughs> so... <laughs> And the other person, let's see who the other no is, uh, is uh, his name is, oh, his nickname is War Panda. His last name is Gableman. He trains out of Georgia. He's a firefighter. He said no, but I don't think he's going to be in L.A. either, so he was just being a jerk too. <laughs> this kind of says something about the caliber of awesomeness of your friends. First of all, that Raph was able to detectively suss out that people were voting against this. Within seconds, <laughs> and I like how many of them. This is good. Yeah, yeah. So all the people that said no are just jerks. They're jerks. <laughs> You're welcome. Because my immediate thought, and I want you to look on there. Is there a yes, buddy, on this? There is a uh, there's a yes from this really this really handsome guy that you know I've had a crush on for a while. But uh, it says verbal tap cast. That's the person that said yes. Unfortunately, that means it's from both of us. So, not, not you know, on this I, one. I can't take all the credit. <laughs> not on this. We're about to be enemies here. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I do want to bring this up because it is important to note. Uh, Dana White was really, really pissed yesterday, and there was a specific reason for it. Kev, I'm sure it had nothing to do with anyone fighting. Um, I mean, he definitely wasn't pleased with us, man. Uh, saying he fought at 30%, so sure. oops. But he was a little pissed because you guys know this now. Vitor Belfort lost his opponent in Uriah Hall due to a really bad weight cut. And when that happened, uh, uh, he happened to be talking with Karen Bryan on the post show, who was right next to Michael Bing, his rumored opponent, for this rematch. But then all of a sudden, Dana White offered a kind of May culpa said to Karen in response to a question about will Vitor be facing this Dana White said you know uh, I mean that's a good question but here's the thing I just fucking got back from being on vacation okay and then this happened. so that was begging for us to give him some understanding that he was on vacation and a bad weight cut happened and it's not his problem Kevin so get off his back He's right, by the way. He didn't force Uriah Faber to have a shitty weight cut and go to the or hospital. Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall. <laughs> Sorry, Uriah Faber. <laughs> Sorry, the but California he, but kid. To, for the record, he also did not he, force Uriah Faber to have a bad weight cut as well. <laughs> <laughs> I also, honest. I can't, I can't confirm it. I heard Uriah Faber did not make weight for UFC Fight Night on Sunday. I'll, I'll check if my sources are correct <laughs> on that. Uh, but Absolutely. Uriah Hall goes to the hospital. Not his fault. I do enjoy that he has no plan. And instead of being like, I forgot what they told me, he was, he just pulled a, he just like, uh, I have been on vacation. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> Such a good, like, that's what I expect someone at Wendy's to yell at me. 
<laughs> That's what I expect. Maybe not Dan out of bed. I mean, Kevin can't really show up to work after, you know, a weekend and go, um, excuse me. Hey. Well, you should try that, Jason, next time you have a big fight after a vacation, if uh-huh. it doesn't go well. Just be like, uh, you know, I've been on vacation, so I don't think this one should count. Let's just do one more. Yeah, that's actually what happened with the combat jiu-jitsu. You know, I was just, you know, I uh, didn't, um, I was at the beach, uh, a long time the day before, so that that's why I lost to Wagner. Absolutely. You know, I, in my post-interview with Wagner, he was definitely like, I sensed a lot of beach in Minnie Hayden. And, yeah, I thought, and he complimented your tan. He was like, he, yeah. he had this glow. Yeah, actually, all the all the times that he slapped me in the face, he was actually putting, like, tanning oil on me and, you know, it, it's just making me more tan. You know? It's a little aloe. I think Wagner. I think Wagner for that, actually. So, can I ask this? Because I think it's an important question to ask. When you do combat jiu-jitsu, you have to be a certain kind of person. Having been the recipient of a bunch of slaps to the face from Wagner Rocha, still interested? Definitely. I mean, I'm a. I, I come from an MMA background. I like. I, it's weird. I enjoy getting hit. Uh, I like getting punched. I like getting slammed because it gives me. Uh, it lets me know where the bar is at. Uh, if you slam me or hit me or or punch me, it lets me know I can break your shit off. So it lets me know where we're at and what I can do. So I, I enjoy getting slapped. I enjoy getting hit, slammed. It's all good with me. I, I'm down to do it again. Okay, uh, masochist Jason. <laughs> just want to make sure. Just really, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're creating. We're creating. Don't say yeah. It makes it weirder. All right, Fifty Kev, Shades of Hayden. That's what we're naming. Fifty this Shades of Hayden is the name of this show. I love it. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's do this, gents, ladies. I think it's time to transition to the game of over under Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you guys are here for a great segment on our show. Maybe our premier signature segment called Over Under Kevin. It's basically a game show format where each participant gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win on this week's upcoming UFC 220 pay-per-view. Now, we always bring a guest on to take on Kevin's pay-per-view picks. Whoever gets the most correct wins. And uh, we have a number of fights. We go out of order on the card. Each participant gets 15 seconds, folks. So we need to make a count. And more than anything, we value trash talk than any form of accurate picks. Do you both understand the rules, gentlemen? Jason, do you understand the rules? Yes. Kevin, do you understand the rules? I am to metaphorically give him the Wagner Roca treatment. God, oh my no. God. I'll be there. Wow. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a dangerous card to play before we were even in regulation. <laughs> I was trying to, uh, like, I was trying to, like, Imanari roll him with the insults. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was, I was trying to do that. It's a bold move, Kev. Thank bold, you. bold move. Thank I you. don't know how it's going to play out for you, Cotton. <laughs> Let me ask this, though. Um, Jason, what do you have to say to Kevin? Because I have to give you time to respond. What do you have to say to Kevin 
before we even get started. R.I.P. Oh my god. That was, that was violent and vicious. I didn't, I didn't expect any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We in the corporate world call that resting in professionalism. So thank you. <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> I remember the corporate world. Like Kev's really become corporate ministry I over took here. An HR seminar. Mm. R.I.P. to you. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I really hope that he meant it in rest in power whenever somebody who dies, like in hair metal. Yeah. Well, that would be great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start with our first match. It's a flyweight bout between Dustin Ortiz versus Alexandre Penjola. Kevin, you start us off with 15 seconds. Yeah, well, the fights are in Boston, Massachusetts. So I don't even really know that we should all show up for this one. But I'm going to go with Pantoja the Cannibal because Pantoja sounds like a Mexican curse word to me. He's Brazilian. It does, Kevin. Very good. All right, Jason, I've got 15 for you, sir. Go. All right. Um, you said it's in Boston. I had a friend in the Army in Boston, and he was, his last name was Ortiz, so I'm definitely going with Ortiz. It's happening. It's, just, it's destiny. Okay, okay. I like that. He's, here, he's look at, right listen to him playing the veteran card just seconds in, and to, to also brag about having friends. Yeah, we get it, Jason. Yeah, I, have I, I hear you. <laughs> All right. I want to ask this, Jason, because I think it's an important question to ask. Are you going to uh, – who wants to be a millionaire? The answer to all of your questions. <laughs> I loved it. I actually did like I definitely, it. I, did have a... I love the journey he took us on from being <laughs> like um, – I had a friend in the Army I who once no also had a roommate <laughs> in Southampton. <laughs> Which, as we all know, means Hampton, Benjamins, he's got all the Benjamins. Ice Cube was in that movie. Therefore, uh, he can win. So Exactly. So. That's, how, that's how my mind goes. That's how, you know, that's, that's how I do it. I mean, you know, it's worked so far for you in life. Let's go to our next match. Uh, Jason, you're going to lead us off. It is uh, Calvin Qatar versus Shane Burgos. Go. Um, Calvin Qatar versus Shane Burgos. Okay, so Burgos has really nice hair, and uh, he's got a sweet beard going on. Oh, he's undefeated, so I'm going Burgos. <laughs> wow, that journey was the best I think I've ever heard, Kevin. <laughs> Why don't you go next? <laughs> it's so hard as I'm staring into the photo with his crisp tattoos and his wandering mm-hmm. eyes. That said, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Calvin Qatar because Calvin is a tough name to grow up with. Mm, yeah, that's true. I want to ask this again because I just want to make sure the logic is sound. Jason, how did you come to that very tough decision again? Well, I was looking at their fight records, and mm-hmm. I see that he, uh, you know, Burgos is, uh, or however you pronounce it, is undefeated. No, that says a lot, man. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of fight in him. He doesn't want to get that that one loss, and his hair is just so suave. But see, Kev, here's my question for you now: Do you feel that he just neglected the beautiful hair? He's definitely not giving it enough credence in terms of like his other features he needs to discuss too. So I think it's a whole package situation. <laughs> I that's, just that's my gut. 
listened to this show for years. I've never anybody do a decision so quickly of like bullshit, bullshit. Oh, he's undefeated. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> can't tell if he's too. Oh, his record. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just look at the thing that tells me how much people win and lose. Oops, Kev. I'm gonna have you go on this next one. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is going to win this women's strawweight match between Myra Moros and Jamie Moyle? Yeah. First of all, if you're like me and you've been drinking, reading these two names got really difficult. But I gotta go. I'm going with an international theme. I'm going with the fighter from Ukraine because, from what I know about Ukraine. You know, she's fighting for a lot more than just this one. I'm going with Morose. Marina is her first name. Uh, There you go. Uh, I got the Morose. It took us for a second. All right. What do you got for us, Minnie Hayden? Uh, Let me see here and checking out the stats, record. Um, Can we agree on the same person? Yes, you can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with Morose. Yeah, definitely. Go with Morose. Yeah, I agree with you, Kevin. You're out of time, but Kevin, my question to you is, how much shit do you think we'll have to take for calling him Mini Hayden? Follow-up question. Does he actually like that nickname? It's hard to tell because you can tell there's some affection for his bigger, stronger, (laughs) better-looking, smarter brother. The, the talented Hayden, as we all refer to him. Uh, you can tell there's a lot of that deepness in the mini Hayden title, so maybe he just kind of consumes it. Like, oh, people won't notice. I'll just think I'm my brother's left eye. Hey, it's, I've wow. lived in my brother's shadow for years. It's I'm used to it. I'm good with it. I'm used to it. I'm cool. <laughs> uh, my question for you is, if you live in your brother's shadow, whose shadow does Kevin live? Uh, Raft, Raft as mm. shadow. My drug dealer, okay. MMJ yeah. America. Wrong. And I would also have you lead off. It's a featherweight bout. I'm no, gonna... Kevin, go ahead. You, you clearly want to say something. Well, hit me with the featherweight bout. I'll talk smack on him and make my pick. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> This featherweight and Julio Arce, and if you so fit in, Mac talk to Mini Hayden, that would be appreciated. And go. Okay, I believe you said Dan Iggy versus Julio Arce. Smack talk would be, you know, I would argue, Jason, you have not spent that much time in your brother's shadow. Otherwise, there would have been no way Wagner Roker could have smacked the shit out of you so bad. Uh, Julio Arce. Oh my God. <laughs> just... Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh man, okay. <laughs> you know what, Jason? I'm giving you 20 seconds on this one. All right, so I can't wait to roll with you, Kev. I'm going to be in LA for a really long time. Uh, it's going to be two weeks. Uh, I'm sure I'll meet you and we'll get some rolls in and I'll be able to pay it forward. But I'm going to go with Ars as well because. His last name rhymes with Dars. So you just gotta add a D at the uh, at the beginning of the last name, no and choice. he's gonna win by Dars. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, we have no choice. His name is Ars. Everyone yeah, has to choose Ars. All right, next pick. Who is going to win between 
a light heavyweight bout between Gigan Vellante <laughs> and Frank Amar uh, Brasco. Go. Is this me or is this? Hey, oh, man. hold on. Uh, Kevin, you. I, I got to go with um, it's always so I'm taking I'm sticking with an international theme. Um, and Barosco is a cool name. So I'm going with Francie Mar, and I'm going to go double down and name a first child Francie Mar. Deal. Jason? All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Valente uh, because Bone he's structure. just got he – should. yeah. I mean, he's just got a big face. <laughs> a and big, looks, beautiful face. <laughs> yeah, it looks strong, and it looks like he can – Take some shots and give some too. So I'm going go with Vilante. Uh, <laughs> Kev? Yeah? Can we make that his who, nickname? Gian do you know who else can sh- uh, take some shots and give some too? Stormy Daniels? Uh, <laughs> wow. Too topical. I was going to say Jason Aiden, but. Uh, uh, that is a good, yeah, him too. Or, yeah, love it. At least that's it. what Wagner told me. Um, oh, hey, it's tattooed on his. This story. is too good. I, you know, here's what I want to say about this, Jason. You don't know this, but Kevin doesn't live in L.A. Oh, no. okay. Damn it. And we won't be telling you where I live. Not uh, where do not you tonight. live? I'm gonna find it out. We'll text you his address in just a God little bit. Damn it, Raph. Okay, thank you, thank you, Raph. Thank you. And it's in the You're Ukraine. Welcome. I want to point this out. We're putting 30 seconds on the clock for this next bout. It is your co-main event between Daniel Cormier versus uh, uh, Volkan Ozdemir. Go. This one, Jason, 30 seconds to start. All right. I'm going to go with uh, DC. You got to go with DC, man. Uh, Being honest, like his heart is ridiculous. His wrestling's crazy. Uh, He picked up Josh Barnett. I believe, uh, and just like threw him. Like, I mean, who can pick up Josh Barnett and throw him? So I'm definitely going with DC. I'm a big DC fan. I like his fights with John Jones and, you know, Little Fedor is his nickname, I guess. That's what some people call him. So DC all the way. Kev? He's another year older, and I know two things in this world. I know that In and Out tastes great. And I know mm-hmm. that Switzerland produces the best fighters on the planet. Vulcan Ozdemir, a.k.a. No Time, and I don't even know what the, that nickname means, No Time Ozdemir, has this bland look on his face that can only come from someone so deeply good at one thing, they have a confidence to look that stupid. I choose Vulcan <laughs> Okay. What? Kev, just real quick, huh. is Vulcan from one of the shithole countries or the good ones? This is a good one. It's this is a okay. good one. I, I I mean, they're not. He's not moving here after the fight. Like, there's a few of these I'm guys just... that might stay in Boston. <laughs> uh, I don't think Ozdemir is like. I got to get back so I can get this healthcare taken care of. Gotcha. Guess. All right, let's go to our next bout. It is a lightweight bout between uh, Islam Makachev, which bless you, uh, versus Gleason Tibiao. Kev, you start. It, I, I am so again. This is Russia versus Brazil, so this is tough. Now I love Tabao. He's fought two hundred and seventy-four times in the UFC, 
but I got to go with uh, Hakachu. Jason, what do you got for us, sir? Uh, I'm going to go with T-Bow. Watch him fight in the uh, WEC and the UFC, and it reminds me of T-Bag. So I'm going to go with (laughs) T-Bow. Okay. If Kev, Buffer, if Buffer slightly, response? yeah, if Buffer slightly messes up, T bag is in play. Winston T bag, T bag. Yeah, I hope he does. All right, let's go to our next fight. It's a bantamweight fight between Thomas wow. Alameda versus Rob Font. Jason, you start us for fifteen. I'm going with my boy Rob Font. Uh, I've actually trained with him a couple times, and uh, he, you know he's a pretty, pretty cool guy, really nice, and he's always looking dapper, sweet beard going on. I'm always going to compliment the, uh, you know, the good looks. I'm going Rob Font. Kevin. Yeah, I feel like a real grippy regular on my way to an Escalope Crust One. Along with the Baracho 8 Loco. Those are three of the craziest fonts I could find on the planet. To throw the ultimate string of puns towards my boy, Times New Roman. Rob Cooper. You're going for Tom Alameda. I am going with Rob Font. How dare you? How oh. dare you? <laughs> I just listened. You were mocking his name. So I didn't know if it was a good mock. Or I was celebrating. Mock. I was celebrating it. I was like, Rob Font. I just can't believe the UFC keeps writing it in the same other fucking font. It's pissing me off. I, There's like Kevin, one I want you to pun. understand. I want you to understand what we heard. If you listen back to that whole thing, like Tobias Funke, and you just use air quotes at every single emphasis, you would understand where I'm coming from. I hear you. I hear you. I still can't believe his nickname isn't Rob Times New Roman Font. That should be. It should be. How is that not his nickname? (laughs) Kev, are you a little mad that at this point you, Minnie Hayden over here, use the privilege of knowing how a person rolls? As extra information. I was mm-hmm. upset about that. I actually did note that and thought it was an unfair advantage. It is. Yeah. And Rob Font uh, smelled really good, too. So he's going to win. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's how you know uh, Minnie Hayden lies. Let's go to our next one. It's a featherweight bow between Kyle Bochanak versus Brandon Davis. Kev, you start off. Yeah, this is tough because one of them has a super sharp face and the other one is tatted up like, uh, you know, they've had nothing better to do. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with the person that doesn't have a nickname in the hopes that that tells me something going with Brandon Black and White Tattoos Davis. Okay, Jason. All right. So I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Bochanak because Brandon Davis is such a like cookie cutter name and somebody with the last name Bochanak sounds pretty badass uh so i'm going kyle Bochanak. kev do you take offense to that because you have a cookie cutter name as well yes i do and i'm not filipino he already dropped that too to further endear himself <laughs> to more audiences i caught it and to our filipino listeners we have a good 1.7 percent share that occasionally because of this <laughs> Um, we just, we, we brought him on, you know, in, in celebration of culture. 
Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, let me ask this, though. Uh, Jason, do you like bets? Uh, yeah. Okay. A uh, little part of the show that we like to clue people on, we're three away from being done with this game, but we usually have a wager. Now, we know that you're a jiu-jitsu athlete, so you have no money, so it's not money. Mm-hmm. But, Kevin, what are some examples of some bets that you've actually won? Oh, that I've won? Yeah. <laughs> Those are always uh, way more fun. I've won a few social media shout-outs that feels really good. Um, I've won a five-star review for the podcast. Uh, with a particular theme that had almost nothing to do with the podcast. I have won a uh, t-shirt challenge. I've won at least a few times where I um, I also got a little inside information on some jiu-jitsu. Well, you know, private action. There you go. Now, Kev, what have you lost? Oh, so many times. A lot of dignity. I had to change my social media handle once to just celebrate someone else for a day. I had to make a few videos... Um, explaining or apologizing or aggrandizing a particular athlete, those types of things. Now, Jason, having heard all that, without saying what it is if you do have one, but do you have a bet in mind for Kevin? Um, a bet in mind. Uh, it's I mean, okay. I met someone think from the jiu-jitsu commentary community put makeup on to do an interview. That felt good. Oh, man, that that's... <laughs> that's super hot i don't know i, don't know. I know I like <laughs> i'm a You're feminist a i'm just lot. trying to push the envelope i'm gonna i'm gonna think about it i'm gonna think about it for a little bit you've got three fights to really sit and ponder about it but uh-huh. since we always defer to the guest keep that in the back of your mind let's go to a yes, featherweight sir. bout and i'm gonna ask you this right now who's gonna win between enrique barzola versus matt beset jason 15 on the clock uh, Enrique Barzola, Matt. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Matt Bizet, uh because I have a friend named Matt that lives in Kentucky, and he's awesome. Close enough. Kevin, what do you have for us? Yeah, well, I have a friend who lives in Peru, and they're pretty awesome. Uh, Enrique Barzola, El Fuerte, who's 14-3. and three. He's not washed up. And not overcompensating with uh, a pointy tattoo. Ooh. I know. All right. Let's do this. Peru the next bout is a welterweight bout. And, Kev, you're going to lead us off on this one. It's Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. Ooh, it's a pretty dicey name. Versus Salah Hamasi, which, again, an equally is terrible name. Uh, I think this whole, whole is actually sponsored by the tsa but kev what do you have for us <laughs> i'm going with uh razak al hassan because his country is ghana and i think there mm-hmm. might be an extra pissed off just piece of it in his blood now obviously sabah hamazi will barely make it in through customs so he's gonna have his own things to be sure. pissed off about sure. but neither's razak al hassan so i think everybody comes to the table with an even playing field with an extra pissed off chip ghana razak al hassan Jason, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you, Kev. Uh, I say Al-Hassan. Um, he's 8-1. and one. And, yeah, Ghana, that says a lot. He looks he looks really scary, too, looking at this picture. So I'm <laughs> Not scared. Not a small he's man. Look- Not a small yeah, man. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. Kev, do you 
notice a pattern Jason's been following in your footsteps, much like nope. he, he's been doing. Honestly, it's felt like all these years. Yeah, I finally found someone who shares my views on these fighters. It's really nice. <laughs> Jason, what's your response to that, sir? Oh, what was that again? I can't. I can't hear you. Just asking for your response to that. He's uh, asking. You're using the more physical approach that I've used these mm-hmm. past few years, so he's a little concerned that you might be using my paradigm. Does that nervous? Does that make you nervous that you're using similar? No, it, it doesn't, man. I'm, I'm I'm glad that we uh, share some same views. We might we could be best friends in the future. I see it happening, especially if you, uh, you know, smack talk comments aside, Raph. <laughs> <laughs> do I have Raph? Well, let's I do. do this, guys. Let's get to the bottom line of okay. this card. Let's okay. get to the, who is going to win the heavyweight bout. Between oh Stipe, Mikeik, and uh, Francis Nagano, which I think is where one of the uh, the Winter Olympics was held. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and put 30 seconds on the timer for Jason Hayden. Go for it, sir. All right. I'm going – dang it. I want to say Miocic, but, I mean, he's a firefighter. That's why, I, you know, that's the path I'm going down. I want to say Miocic. But Nagano used to be freaking homeless. So he's got a lot to prove. Uh, I'm going to go Nganu, and he has the hardest punch recorded uh, ever. So, yeah, I'm going to go Nganu. Ah, I'm going to go Nganu for sure. Kev? This is tough because, yeah. you know, well, I'm <laughs> – yeah, like you know what I'm about. Rap and I were talking about LeBron James losing to Kevin Durant again tonight. And we had that moment where it was like, you know, why does Cleveland deserve this? And that's where I'm I'm stuck right now. I want to mm-hmm. just, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to agree with the smacked around mini Hayden. Mm-hmm. I got to go with Francis, <laughs> the, the predator, Naganu, just because I want to ride this wave. I want to ride. <laughs> he hit him so hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Naganu all around. You don't have the ties to this, Kev. But did you hear how quickly Jason sold out his profession on that answer, though? I did not. Wow. Stop it. Stop it, Raph. <laughs> what are you I'm doing? Just, I listen, as the moderator, it's my job to point out inconsistencies. And you started by billionairing your way through that answer. Uh-huh. And, well, I'm a fighter fighter, so I got to go, Mioch. It's just kidding. I'm going for the black guy who's <laughs> homeless. I love him. Well, you know, Miocic, he's been the champ. He's done some things. And uh, somebody that's came from a, you know, a really crappy background like that, I feel like deserves it. I mean, hey, maybe Nagano can win, get the belt, and Miocic can win it back. I'd be cool with that. That's fine. I want to ask this to Kevin. What do you think that Jason's fellow firefighters will think of that answer? I mean, you know, they'll they'll think, gosh – there's Hayden talking smack again, and then the clip of him getting the shit beat out of him will start playing. Like, oh, I feel better. Look at that. Look at that. It feels great. I, you would and I talk a lot of show smack, is too. sponsored by Wagner Rocha himself. Or any EBI <laughs> loss. Like, I, I was trying to bring up Moore's, but I was like, no. I mean, 
obviously it's so fun to talk smack on your loss because you're fighting in these big shows while I'm watching you. Well, hopefully on, one on... day we can roll with each other and then, uh, you know what I'm saying? Get that on film and see how that goes. You know? Oh, God. Well, okay. Well, you might be sifting into the bet, but I think the people at home <laughs> know how that's going to go. So let's do this. You guys seem to agree on a lot of these picks. Yeah. This uh-huh. so that means that it's going to come down to maybe some tiebreakers here, which means okay. we go, uh, we pick who we think is going to get the two performances of the night because they give out two performances and then they give out one fight of the night. So, Kevin, you're going to lead us off on this. Who is going to win the performances of the night and who is going to win the fight of the night? Yeah. Fight of the night clearly goes to um, Miocic Nagano. Pretty much if uh, someone survives it. Excuse me. The other performance of the night, the first one is going to go to Rob Font. And that's going to be crazy. But I'm just doubling down on all my Font stock um, because I don't get enough chance to calibre that. And then I'm going to go with, and this is a dark horse for me, Barroso. Look out. I just stole the show. Mic drop. Yeah. Noted. Jason, what do you got for us, sir? So what do we got? Performance of the night uh, and fight of the night. What do we got so far? Two performances of the night. So Kevin picked Font and Barzo, and uh, fight of the night is Miocic versus uh, Nagano. All right, so fight of the night. I'm going to start off with that one. I'm going to go DC uh, uh, and Vulcan. Uh, DC's always bringing it. He's always moving forward. And uh, he's always trying to rock somebody. So I'm going to go DC with Fire of the Night. Performance of the Night. I'm also going to agree with uh, Rob Font. Uh, he He's a freaking awesome 135er. Likes to hit hard. Likes to put on a show. And, and the other performance of the night, I'm going to go with Matt Bessette and Enrique Barzola. The uh, reason why is because if you take one S, an E, and another T... And another E out of uh, Bassette's name, his last name's Best, and he's going to he, – yeah, that's cool. That's a cool last name. So so just to clarify, you have Rob Font and Bassette as your two performances in the night? Yep, and then uh, Fight of the Night's going to go to DC and Vulcan. Okay. Kev, were you asking the same question? I was. I was going to point of order it, but you took care of it as the chairman. Okay. I apologize. I tried to jump on your Iron Chef throne. It's, just like... it's very rude of you. And know that I'm always competent at what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's come to the point where we return back to one Jason Hayden. And we ask, you had some time to think about a bet, sir. What do you have in mind? Okay. So my bet is... Uh, I want to. Where does Kevin live? I want to roll with him. <laughs> Kevin lives in Denver. Now, <laughs> another thing, I, 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 I will tell him because I will beg for your mercy, Kevin. Kevin has been injured for a little while, and by a little while, I mean it's we're we're going on what eight months now, Kev. Uh, they took a plug with some cartilage from my knee and put it in my knuckle to try and keep me from needing a knuckle replacement to give you an idea of the tenacity, but I'm back in February, mini Hayden. Mm. Okay. Kev, that was not the right way to go if you were looking to get out. Oh, you're right. Uh, I'm back in April, sir, (laughs) night and fondness of the leg arts, Hayden. 
so it sounded like you wanted to beat him into a pulp. However, that is a possibility. You just might have to delay it and also like fly there on your own accord. That's not an important thing. Jason, what did you have in mind, sir? Uh, okay, so you know those one games where people like have to like play charades, but they have that that little plastic piece in their mouth. No, what is that? Oh my gosh, it's such a funny game. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. But he has got to do a uh, podcast with one of those in his mouth. Uh, point of order. No, I can't have that. <laughs> Kevin's already done. <laughs> this happens. I can't do the job with two people. However, however, military. I like this out. Anyone who's been in the military always raises the stakes on these bets, like well, to, to the tens. You should, it cracks you me should up. inform him of the last person you had a wager with and what they were trying to get you. Yeah, to TJ, also a veteran like yourself, was trying to get me you to shave my TJ. head. TJ Butler of oh, who creates an, a lovely veteran soap? Yeah, by the way. TJ, man, that's that's crazy. It's such a small world. We were in the same battalion together. I used to see him uh, in Alaska all the time. I was like, and, it's just perusing back to me as Raph already knows that you guys know each other, and we discussed that on the podcast. But what was TJ memory. trying to get you to bet, Kevin? He wanted me to shave my head if I lost. <laughs> he was like, you got to do it. It was like, oh, God. Damn it. You people in the military just have a uh, whole different sense of bravery. You, you were mentioning that. It made me think that Kevin should have to play charades online. With that thing in his mouth, but then I was like, "That's too intense." Kev, do you have something in mind? Mm. Well, I do think there's an opportunity for us here. Uh, you know, why let actually having to roll get in the way? Mm. Um, I say the loser has to give a praise video about how the other one destroyed them, regardless of what happened. Wearing something. Oh, now we're in. Okay. Wearing a bikini. <laughs> I would okay. Another point of order because we've learned <laughs> sexuality on this episode. <laughs> and when he says wearing a bikini, I think it's because he has one on lock and he's ready oh, yeah. to put it on at any given I, moment. I got one ready to go. Okay, right Raph, I know what I want. All right. What do you okay, want? I want I want a technique video in just flat out drag just a nice dress a little bit of makeup and a quick two minute <laughs> three minute uh leg lock technique video from mini hate <laughs> okay i'm down i'll do that and if kevin win or if you win what does kevin have to do if i win i want kev to do this do a technique actually you said you're good kevin february right yeah yeah i'm back in february okay okay i want kev um to show a technique um (laughs) i keep thinking bikini that's on you i mean with your (laughs) lingerie rules here i don't know what's going on (laughs) let me well okay hold on I can acquiesce to a bikini. It's just going to be outside some rash guards. That's perfect. Let's All do right. that. Accept it. Deal. And I feel it's fair for America, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I don't have lame. that Hayden physique. It's going to be you, best listen, for everybody. Jason, you're calling it lame, but I feel in this Me Too culture, you need to understand what you're asking, Kevin, is almost sexual 
assault. Only because of the size of my thighs. I have very girly thighs, but otherwise. I guess you're right. I'm sorry. So, Jason, here's how we like to play this game. We do the predictions one week. Are you willing to come back and talk to us next week about the fights? No. (laughs) Well, okay. See, you're really being a dick on this, and we booked you with the promise of two appearances, not one, you asshole. So let's try that question again. You willing to come on next week and talk about the fights? Yes. There we go. All right. So, guys, if you are hearing this, and you want a great seminar, learn from the best. And when I say this, I 100% mean it. When they did a seminar at the Jiu-Jitsu Club this February or this January, earlier this past year, it was phenomenal. And I cannot recommend it enough. So if you get the opportunity and you guys are looking for seminars, get in touch with uh, Jason over here. Jason, where can they get in touch with you, sir? They can get in touch with me on uh, on Instagram and even Facebook. Uh, my Instagram name is uh, – sometimes I don't even remember it, but uh, it's J-A-Y underscore H-A-Y-Y-Y-B-J-J. And uh, just search me on Facebook at Jason Hayden. All right. Well, we're going to work on that plug at the very end, but – Sir, we always look forward to talking to you, and uh, we're very much happy that you were able to play this week's version of uh, Over Under Kevin. And being a reporter on site, most of our on-site reporters aren't as vicious as you, so uh, we're very happy you were able to come through and talk on the show this week, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Raph, there's a lot of history about to be made in Kansas City, and I know that can be nervous with the 2018 climate the way it is. Easy, this, is this is good history. This is all good history. There is a jiu-jitsu event highlighted in the center of the country where, where people are the most bored, arguably the most seasoned of weather and tough and used to traveling to targets. I mean, I don't need to say any more. You and I are, are big fans, and you have more uh, maybe empathy than anyone in terms of the hosting, running tournament stress, and maybe, you know, just some of the more negotiating qualities. Well, hold on, hold on. It's not just hosting, like, an actual tournament. We have somebody on the line right now who is, the you word's s- not foolish, but it's definitely, like, game or... Uh, foolishly game. I think that's a good combination to do both a giant tournament and a giant event, a grappling event uh, of the kind of magnitude uh, your your beloved Kansas City has never seen before, Kevin. It's crazy. And of course, big reveal, it's Travis T. Money Conley not choking people this time, yeah. maybe. Well, we'll see. Hold on. Uh, here to talk about the Blue Corner Ultimate Absolute event going on January 27th. Going to be streaming. Travis, how are you doing this evening, sir? Doing fantastic. Did you crush 50 more push-ups beforehand? I did 75, actually, before uh. dinner. Oh, okay. Before dinner. I don't know what time dinner is, but that hardly. <laughs> just to get the blood pumping before you eat some egg yeah. whites and some oatmeal. 
helps digestion and you know sure. gets everything going. I I almost understand. Again, I feel that's a fake science, but I'm not smart enough to tell you it is. It's pretty cold here. I've been drinking vodka all day just just to keep it cozy. You are crazy enough to bring live grappling seven o'clock. From Kansas City, how's it going tournament-wise? Talk us through the whole thing. Like, uh, Give us a little schedule. It starts with a tournament. It starts with a ton of kids stuff in the morning with a cool uh, adult open class tournament, which is going to be pretty badass to, to get in Kansas City. Talk us through how things are doing. Um, yeah, like you said, it starts at 9 a.m. The kids, it's primarily, um, like I've been telling everyone and since we started this, it's a the, fo- the number one focus is a kids tournament first. Like we wanted to give the kids a better experience, um, you know, with the round robin format, just a friendlier um, experience overall, better tournament experience. Like that's the biggest thing I heard when I surveyed a ton of people. I'm like, hey, what do you want to see at a tournament or what's your biggest thing? And the, the, that's what everyone said. Like, you know, we want to get our kids get more matches or we want, you know, kids to get a better experience. So that's, that's been our number one goal. And that's where the round Robin format comes in. You know, everybody fights everybody. If you're not familiar with that format, some people have been surprised, you know, aren't, but with that being said, it, it takes a lot more time. And so I only did limited adult divisions, which turned out pretty cool because we threw cash at, um, all the divisions, purple belt and above, uh, male and female and we've got some pretty awesome lineups well and uh let me know, throw in a compliment before you get to the lineups because you have some fighters raf has found in the depths and brought on this very podcast which i still disagree with james partridge being on here but he was travis the round robin i've competed round robin here's what i'll say it was i was a blue belt and looking back it's like okay i didn't know how i felt about it it was great i lost some jitters about halfway through the tournament just because it was like, well, you're fighting everyone. So who the fuck cares how tall that guy yeah. is or how big that guy is? Like, it's just going to happen. So I, I thought it was a really good experience that, you know, in a blue belt tournament that I don't even remember how I did Ford for, but it was, I mean, it was just fun to do. They're, they're great. Um, and I think for kids, it's super important because, um, I mean, so many other organizations, it's like one and done, or you like, you go there and you travel three, four, five hours, pay 80, 90, 100 bucks and have one match or two matches and then you're done. And it's like, I don't, I don't want that. You know, I just, I wanted to buck the system and give, give kids a better opportunity. Cause I mean, they're, they're the future. There's, they are what's coming up. It's, you know, it's about them. And then, uh, and then, and then the adults will take, take on after that you know those absolute divisions but it's it's looking really good for the kids like i think there's probably 75 kids registered already and i might have to shut it down pretty soon for time constraints close registration so we'll see well looking forward to let's get to some of the lineup i already mentioned uh jams partridges on this you're letting taylor fight which Fine. Yeah, that's just yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. I actually watched him compete. I I have like I'm a Taylor whisperer for the flow grappling feed. You know when you're trying to find people, it's extremely difficult. Yeah. Not me and Taylor. I can find him fighting his first match almost 
in queue in those next four. Uh, so that should actually be fun. If people don't know who Taylor Kettler is, you can find him on the Flow Grappling search for fighters. He's far too large of a human being, is my only opinion. Yeah. What is that? Is it, what, a three-time Nogi world champion? He's He's okay. But again, his head's too big. Raph, is there like a hormone you take for a bigger head? Do you know? Kevin, uh, you. This is the weirdest part of the whole Raph has a large head conversation we get into. Kevin doesn't have a small head, so I don't really understand how you get off asking these questions. I have larger ears, but you have like mm. you have a tailor sized head, which is like built for television. It's great, but I just assumed. I will point Maybe it like to you this way. Vitamin. My man out here, Damon, who I train with, says it like this. Damon, a very, very uh, large black man, says to me, he's like, Ruff, you got a man's head. Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you anything different. You got a man's head. So that's what I'm going with these days. Uh, here's what I want to know. So, Travis, Kevin's previewing, and, and albeit terribly, some of the people you have on here. <laughs> but... Who are some of the other people that we should keep an eye out for? Because when you say that there's a grappling event, you guys haven't had like you know a fight to win out that way. You haven't had a, a major show. So when EBI I hear hasn't this and gone I hear, out there, cowards, not yet, cowards. <laughs> They're afraid, Kev. Plenty of. But theaters. when you when you talk about bringing this out to the Midwest, one of our biggest goals is you know spreading the the love and the ability to showcase great grappling. And yes, the Midwest and the South and all these places that normally get neglected, they deserve it. So who are some of the people that we we can expect to see on this card as well? Um, the co-main event is um, Ezra Lennon versus Carlos Dallas. Ezra is uh, out of St. Louis. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He's a phenomenal grappler. He's got a lot of no-gi accomplishments. He's beat some really big names. Um, competed in five a lot. Um, Nogi, Nogi Pans medalist, beat Pablo Pavlovich. I mean, it, it goes on and on. He's fought and everybody. Carlos, I mean, he fought Glover. Yeah, I mean, he Car- fought like a ton of people. Yeah, he fought Jeff Glover at five not not too long ago. Um, Dop fights Jared Dop. He's fought Dop a couple times. Um, and then it's against Carlos, who is just like the resident badass who. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about Carlos. He's just like, he's just a sleeper because he doesn't compete that much. And, and I'm really excited for this opportunity for him to compete in Kansas City and, and give him that showcase. I've rolled but, with um, Carlos. That he's is, just uh, an animal. Yeah, sure. I mean, be, I, well, people will get to see Carlos, but Carlos is uh, just pure muscle. He's one giant, large, aggressive muscle. And he's very quick in the gi. Is this is this a gi match? Oh yeah, 195 gi. It's a, oh badass. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna be fun. And Carlos then there's, is, there's uh, uh, he's something else. There's five, I think five black belt matches on there, um, on the card. The main event is Hanato Tavares versus um, Ninja Pinto. Um, that's a great matchup. I mean. Ninja has fought all over the world. He's medaled at the um, Asian Open, Pans, Worlds, Europeans. He goes like every year at the adult level, just tearing it up. 
really good competitor. I respect him a lot. And then, of course, Anato is turning 50 this year, and he's still just blazing a trail. And So that I'm really excited about the main event. There's tons of Nogi matches that I'm really excited about. Um, there's a guy, there's a Russian guy, Vikinti, who's going against one of Jams's, um teammates. That one will be one to watch. Hunter, I've Colvin. competed against. Yes, I've competed against McKinty. He's he's a Russian bear. He's it's uh <laughs> that one will be fun. I don't one eighty pound just... nogi. That the brown belts are kind of stacked. There's some really good brown yeah. belts in here. You got some. Um, you Devin, got a good mix Devin, too. Combative Sports Center people. I just saw that from uh, yeah. just to highlight a few more black belts: Al Mildred and Brad Jepson, which are just down the highway, and they train with Wilk. They're gonna be badasses. Yeah, yeah. There's. I felt like um, I did a pretty good job putting this card together. I've never felt like a. I still don't feel like I'm a. You know, I, I, I would definitely not label myself a promoter, but I just made some sent some messages and made some calls and put some matches together. And Ben Nogueras, who, you know, asked me to do this, he's fantastic to work with. Um, he's the one that, you know, asked me to do this. And I was like, okay, we need to do this, this, and this, if you want to do it. And he's like, okay, let's do it. So, um, he's made it possible. But, um, but with that being said, we're both really proud of what we've built and, it's a ton of work, but uh, you guys know me. Like anything I do, once I sink my teeth into it, it's like it's 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 all or nothing. So going at this one pretty hard, and it, I think it's going to really pay off. I don't think it is going to really pay off with with the fans and the athletes and everybody involved. It's it's really something special, something cool to be a part of. Now, here's a question I have because I figured this would be the case but when i looked at this card i didn't see you on it and i think to myself you're a great asset so if you're not on this card it means you take a behind the scenes role and you say you're not a promoter but you sir now are a promoter so putting this together kudos on that but given your history with pro wrestling don't you know that this means you gotta be chomping on a giant cigar of some sort with some sort of giant oversized hat i mean a fur you coat have to Maybe and look the part, sir. Like this is this is part of the world. If you're not out there, that's the part of the the promoter. I, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. Well, no, I was gonna carry. Um, I was gonna get some airbrushed jackets and a megaphone like Jimmy Hart, and <laughs> you know, just run around, um, you know, and just bark orders and be annoying. But no, you're right. Like I, I guess. I, I am a former professional wrestler, so I am a promoter in a sense. I'm I'm mm-hmm. always a I'm always gonna be promoting, I guess. But um You heard it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not on the card because I don't I don't feel like I just don't feel like that's um appropriate. You don't like, want to put so much that? on <laughs> competing yeah, well, and Well that that would be tough in itself, but first and foremost, like if I'm like working on this, like that's that's first and foremost the job to like make sure everything happens and and like it, I mean Raph knows there's so much going into this so to to take attention away from that to compete or to train and 
or you know whatever to have focus on a match like that's just going to take away from the the show's success as a whole so i don't want to do that plus i've seen guys that like like hey put yourself on your own show and it's like man, like i don't know that's just not good form i don't think what so, are you talking about metamorphs means- does it all the time and it works <laughs> wonderfully for them <laughs> there you go yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, you know what it now, is? That, is like, I, I want to make. Said, mm. uh, if there's like an injury <laughs> or something, like you know, Seth Daniels did it. Like he had to jump in like last minute, and like you know, jump into a super fight. Like I'll definitely do something like that. But as far as like actually scheduling and promoting my own match that I'm helping put on, like no, that's just that's bad form. I just want to say this. I think it is good form of you to actually understand that. It, 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 if you've never put on an event like this, kudos to you. You don't have to. Not everybody has to do this sort of thing. But for whatever disgusting reason, uh, you know, there is some sort of thing for people like yourself who are competitors and know what the competitors want and want to try and give a better experience. For somebody like me, like I get to interview athletes all the time. So a lot of times I want to do what I do well to help them have a great tournament. But I think one thing that you do share that I I have, which is this. Whenever there is a tournament that we put together, I 100% have like gi and no gi attire. Because I just think, what if? And at one of our tournaments, and I, I mean this in the nicest of ways, but there is a guy who didn't get a match for whatever reason. And he happened to be blind. And I looked at this guy and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. How did you not get a match? And he's just like, he couldn't have been nicer about it. He was just like, yeah, dude, it's fine. He's like, it's no big deal. And I was like, I want to make this right. I'm looking for people in your division. And then at one point I just go, do you want to beat me up? Do you want to match with me? I will Vince McMahon my way into this real quick if you need something. And this guy just, with all seriousness, just like looked at me. He laughs and he's like, I appreciate that, man. And I just looked at him and I was like, yo, don't get me wrong. I don't have any inclination to want to do this, but I want you to have a good experience. And so a lot of that comes from, you know, like when I say Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon half the time literally is like, well, shave my damn bald head off. And that's what he's doing to put on a P.T. Barnum show. So. I can appreciate your respect for wanting to put on the other side. Having said that, what are some of the things that you're finding? Because you can say a hundred bad things that come with the job because it's a tough gig. But what are some of the good things that you are taking from being on the other side right now? Man, just getting to know, like, the the way I set up um, the, the adult absolutes, it's like it's eight people. Once those eight people are, are filled, then that's it. So it's kind of like a, it's a first come first serve. Like you pay the 50 bucks or whatever, and then your name's on there and that's it. And I, so I've been getting like this flood of like messages like, Hey, can I get into such? And it's like, no, it's full. Like all the divisions, the adult divisions have been full for a while now. Um, and so like, I was actually just thinking today, like a cool thing is I'm like, you know, some people ask like, Oh, Hey, uh, who's in that division or whatever before they'd fill up, you know, but then there's the people who just like sign up and it's like, no matter what, like, I know I'm going to get seven matches. It's an absolute open weight. Like, I'm like, that's, that's badass. Like those people that just, you know, signed on the line and they're like, 
let me let me fight for the three hundred or the five hundred dollars in the belt, and I don't care who it is. You know, for so. real, dude, because. Uh, I have put together invitationals where people are like, what's the bracket? And I was like, well, you know the people. They're like, I need, I like, let me let me see the bracket. I was like, are you not going to do the tournament if you don't have the bracket? Like, I, if yeah. I were you, I'd just assume I might just have anything with any one of these people. And so, like, it, it gets to people. So when someone, like, looks and they say, like, hey, I, I look at them. I was like, do you want to see the bracket? And they're like, I don't care who I'm going to take on. I'm like, I like you. I'm going to give you a match as many times as I can. I will look for you in the future and make references for you. Uh, right. But, but yeah, it's 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 interesting because these sort of things, I understand them. They're high-pressure situations. Everybody wants to look good. But, man, do you love those people who are just like, I'm just entering, dude. Just give me some matches and some good competition. Yeah, and that's the cool thing. It's like, the name is not like an accident either. It's like, it's the ultimate absolute. Like there's no, so there's know, a lot of limits. You're, you're... <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> uh, can I, can I point something out now, Kev? Is this a good time to transition? Sure. Okay. Sure. Is this a good time to make a reveal? I love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause I wanted to pick the best possible moment. Kevin had a drop in. To, to let Kevin make an announcement. I'm going to be doing some commentary on these fights. Myself and the, I think, overqualified Ethan Day, whom we've taken a class with, who's uh, quite the sweetheart. accomplished instructor slash Kansas City jiu-jitsu aficionado. He's just sort of like a Kansas City person that happens to be teaching in Colorado. Is a better way to describe him. And well, he's he's lived all he's lived all over. He lived in China for like six months, and he lived in Florida for years. He's just he's a uh, travels to Brazil. He's the modern pretty frequently. Yeah, he goes to Brazil all the time. He is like John Rambo. So <laughs> snowboards more than most people that travel that often. By the way, we'll still uh, catch. I just see his pictures. And I get really jealous while I'm arriving mm-hmm. to work. So it's going to be, that's part of the historic. You've got people flocking back to Kansas City to do some calls, bringing some of the verbal tap flair, and I'm excited as hell because I've at least fought a few of these people uh, pretty unsuccessfully. But I guess my question for you, though, and this is not to Kevin. uh, (laughs) This is to Travis. You've heard Kevin on the microphone, right? Like specifically Um, on the show. Yeah, of okay. course. Okay, and and yet we're we're behind this decision. Well, his uh, his uh, his fee was was uh, you know set pretty pretty good. So. <laughs> I just I want to make sure everyone in the that, audience knows exactly what that meant. By the way, <laughs> I just so listen, clear. guys. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, Kevin, clear sure, yeah, that. Uh, I don't want to say Kevin's the Ralph Wiggum of podcasting, <laughs> where he sometimes blurts out, uh, you know, those savant like "me fail English." That's impossible. Like, th- there is that, but that's a lot of work. Kev, are you up for this task? Can you do this, Kevin? Fair question, and okay. you don't know until you arrive. <laughs> and I've got to be on my best behavior because there's amateur teens. Mixed in here. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Which always makes me nervous, too, because anytime I see kids fighting at a high level, 
it's always like naturally i just get scared it's like oh god why do they get so good so fast but i'm i'm prepared to focus i'm in my preparation zone people aren't going to believe it well first weed isn't legal there so i think we've taken a huge ingredient that distracts me off the table maybe you're better without weed because you do this podcast with weed you never know. I don't. Okay. Again, your tone. There's a lot of reverse compliments coming with the rap question. Kev, I I want you to be at your best. I and having done the few rodeos that I've done, you know, I I'm making sure that you are up to the task. And you know, I mean, I'm not telling Travis that he has time to find somebody else. I'm just saying, you know, three days sober. Raph, you I'm could fit it on. Three days sober is bullshit. <laughs> Don't give me that. That was a long weekend. <laughs> that in my life. But anyway, no, Kevin is going to be doing commentary. We're very excited for that. And one of the things that I, I think is so fun is if you've never had the opportunity to actually watch a match with Kevin, it is one of the things that I think most people enjoy when I bring him out to California because it's a, it's a little hidden gem. Like Kevin watches and observes – jiu-jitsu as not only a, a comic but a halfway decent broadcaster so like i think to myself you know you could you could definitely do worse but you're definitely not going to do better oh see he's just trying to get me for a clamp well travis i'm excited as hell uh for the entire event i'm going to be swinging by earlier i've alerted the whole phillips clan they're extremely excited they're trying to figure out a grappling tournament. They're mostly understanding <laughs> what it is and what's happening. And I was like, a pro one. Like, where? I was like, the kids, the riverboat. They're like, what? That sounds awesome. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it is awesome. So spread the word tickets, Kevin. on it. I just announced it to them today because they were very excited oh. uh, as I finalized plans. And that's a good message for everyone. Get tickets. Raph and I are talking strategies. I'm calling some of these guys. I was looking at a few of Ezra's fights, trying to call him, get an idea. Uh, I've watched quite a few Hanatos. There's going to be some good fights on this card. So people need to tune in for this thing. And you never know if Travis is just going to tag team in. There's a lot of KCBJJ people. I'm just uh, saying if there's an injury, expect him to Vince McMahon and save the show. I'm just, I'm not saying it's Bond, but he did allude to that. Or better yet, what if, you know, Travis, lo and behold, they pull a Meta Morris and Kevin comes out with injury and all and says, caution to the wind. Is there a purple belt that's, you know, got a bum leg as well? I got nothing but time to make one of those videos about me doing <laughs> yoga in the woods. I mean, or what if Alex shows up, wants to fight Travis, and just pissed <laughs> off about his success. And bringing grappling to it. You never know. There's a lot that could happen. I just, I feel like this, Kev, if you're not doing a Hearts on Fire-esque montage for your commentating, <laughs> I feel it's a failure. I'll bring the guitar. Please well, do. Travis, we're excited you're putting this on. This is huge for Kansas City. Um, first time you're not fighting in a while for us, which is weird. We're all going to have to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Um, are you excited to get this thing done now that we're we're reaching the end? Yeah, it's it's all the preparation, and now it's just it's just cruising to that finish line. So I'm excited to get it get it going, and then just give something like I said for the people of Kansas City. It's a way for me to give back to 
the city I grew up in, the city I've always lived in, um, and at the same time share jujitsu, share grappling, and educate people on, you know, what it is. That's the great thing about, you know, fight to win. It educates people and gives jujitsu and grappling a puts it on a different platform that's more spectator friendly. Like no one wants to go to a tournament and sit for, you know, six, seven, eight hours. Like it's like a wrestling tournament, jujitsu tournament. I don't care. That's, that's terrible. So um, I'm just excited to bring it to Kansas city and, and uh, the partnership with blue corner. They've had, they've been established in Kansas city for over a decade doing great MMA shows, pro amateur, MMA shows and this is just you know a way for him to reach out and expand and um he said hey can you do this and I said yes and so it's happening and there it is and then and Travis means it when he says yes well you run your own business you have a young son though I I mean I was gonna call him an infant though I see his lifting routine I think he's probably mm. upstaged, right? He's like gone into full on youthful adolescence if he keeps up at this pace. So you're yeah, crazy. He does. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um no, I was just gonna say that he does like he just bangs out like sets of pull ups. Like I've never like you'd think I'd be like, do your sets of pull ups, but he just does them. I do not I've never showed him how to do them. He just like goes like this with his fingers, like motioning up to the sky. I lift him up to the bar and he does pull-ups. He's pretty fantastic. Yeah, no DNA, DNA test needed then. Any of that. <laughs> he just banged out five. He did, let a wrestling howl at the end was good. It's like, woo! <laughs> uh, he so- actually raffled like this. He actually we watched the Ric Flair 30 for 30, and he would do like this baby woo. Like He'd be oh like, my God. Like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That is thirteen or it's like fourteen months, fifteen months when we watched it. It was just awesome. That's amazing. And again, and again, I didn't say like son, go woo. He just started doing it. Well, so. I mean, the the hard part is we know that there are definitely fathers out there who are definitely like, just say woo. Just say do it. it. Say and it. you know that they need it in their lives. Like, I think you're pretty comfortable being like, yeah, dude, I don't need you to woo. But the fact that you did it on your own means I'm doing everything right. Yeah, just heartwarming. It's just those little signs. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, well, So in addition to business, family, promoter life, uh, a constant trainer and consumer of the lifestyle. So, Travis, we appreciate you carving out some time to come. Talk about it. January 27th, UNGDTV, undergroundtv.cling.com. Get the live stream. If you can't get out to Kansas City, if you can get out to Kansas City, go get the show. This is how we promote the circus, people. It's hitting the road. Get some tickets. Plus, you know, casinos. I mean, Raph, I genuinely, I have seen some real, I walked into, uh, who were the people that sang, this is my last resort? Are talking to Papa Roach? Papa Roach. I saw Papa wow. Roach at a casino. I, I didn't care. That's Papa Roach. That's the low. That's the. I mean, not a terribly low bar because I love that song. But imagine now getting to see Hanato Tavares. Go see the show is my point. Travis, thank you for swinging by the podcast this evening, sir. Um, we'll have to talk thank to you, you when you're choking somebody out next time. For sure. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis.
Draft, what a podcast. I'm going to do some commentary. we got to talk mm. to some of our favorite people. Just some Jason, some tea money. Ton going on, but nothing compares to the new addition at Verbal Tap. Mm. Would you like to fill the people in on on the puppy? <laughs> She's great. Uh, guys, we're very excited to tell you that... Um, we have an addition. Her name is Lucy Esparza. Lucy. This is usually the voice that people take when they have a child. Okay. And I understand there is a difference between a child and a puppy, but she's fucking adorable. And you guys are going to see so many Instagram stories about her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a French bulldog. She's all of 11 pounds. So we're hoping to get her to lightweight real soon. And, uh, you know, I, here's the nice thing about it. My wife has wanted a, a dog for so long, and uh, I've always been the type that I love dogs, but I've always had my dad's uh, mentality with dogs, which is like, oh, great. I love playing with this dog, and it's yours. Bye. So <laughs> it's been interesting, but my favorite thing is my wife looks at me, and she's like, you love her. And I was like, I, I don't <laughs> – dislike dogs it's just you know they're they're a lot of responsibility you know and she's just like no you look at her you and her they love each other which is true because again if you see her you fall in love so uh yes lucia sparza is her name uh she is named after a number of different funny amazing females uh obviously lucia was one that my my family threw it around and that's true because they like the idea of like you got some splaining to do Lucy. Um, but the strongest of all Lucy's comes from the show Arrested Development with Lucille Bluth. And the reason why I say this, Kev, is because she does have some looks to her that seem to relay the kind of feelings of uh, take it back. If I wanted something for your thumb touch, I touch the inside of your ear. <laughs> or uh, another one that she seemed to look was whenever she we're trying to potty train her. So we take her outside and we're like, hey, go smell that or go to that grass. She'll like look over and she'll be like, oh, that's that's feces. And I'll be like, yes. And she just looks and she goes, can you believe some of these animals just coming out here and pooing? <laughs> That'll be the day. And I'm like, no, but you have to too. Like, God damn it. All right. Well, anyway. I won't so, do it and I won't uh, respond to it. <laughs> that I swear to God, I've said that no less than three times when I'm like, hey, Lucy, come here. Hey, do you know what this is? And she's like, I don't understand the question and I won't respond. <laughs> so, she'll be endless entertainment to us. And yes, uh, you'll see lots of photos. She's great. And yesterday she accompanied me for the very first UFC that she has gotten the the opportunity to watch and she loved it well first of many and i'm not surprised at all congratulations sir to you thank you sir. it's time for some shout outs let's uh do this yes. i am super limited i just changed jobs i've now joined the nbc universal family yeah so uh shout out to the comcast community for hiring me that'll be a fun it'll be a fun little change as we talk about a little real life and the uh you know, you got to keep the lights on in the podcast. And what a great chance to be like, hey, gosh, Kevin, this isn't your full-time job. No, it isn't yet. Not until you tell a friend, five-star review, we keep this 
momentum rolling. It's 2018. It's time for Rap Night to hit the live sh- Like, let's just get enough people listening. We can do live shows. That's perfect. We're not greedy. Just teacher salaries. Five stars. Tell a friend. None of us want to fake it at a day job. Nobody wants to. That's just the last possible thing. Uh, and I don't have the journalistic skills wrapped up. This is the other part of this. <laughs> uh, what a year. 2018 is already shaping up to be. Got a chance to hang with the fam, but really excited to work with the crew over at Blue Corner. Big shout out to them and the Jibera Club. It's giving me a lot of encouragement as I'm coming back. Round third towards my injury. Can't wait uh, to everyone that's uh, you know tolerated my... Uh, can't train depression raf that'll do it for me uh some announcements i want to tell you guys the ussgl is postponing our uh, our date for february 18th so i know some of you are looking forward to that we will have a new date up for you very shortly and we are very excited that we'll have other news to announce and all that good stuff so if you're looking to compete just hold on for a little while we'll be back shortly uh i also want to shout out first of all valley martial arts center where kev you know um i'm hearing a rumor i'm hearing a big rumor that if if you are looking to have a good mess you might want to take one from a guy that i know a pretty cool guy has a podcast he's got a puppy so if you guys are looking to ever work with me, uh, we're doing them on some select Saturdays, like twice a month, I think, right now. Uh, on um, like usually Saturdays, 1 p.m. If you're interested to go ahead and train up with me and work one of my drilling classes that I do for some of the guys over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, some of the people who I help facilitate for some competition training, I'm more than happy to have you guys come through. Just hit me up. Sounds and, fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Dude. I, I I put the guys through a little bit of a ringer the other day, and I showed them something, and they're like, "That's what you do." And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." And they were like, mm-hmm. "I was like, well, now you can do it too." So everyone can do it. You, you can do it. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean that's it. LA Jiu Jitsu Club back at training this week. Great stuff. Uh, we'll have some new entries from Rafgard this week. Uh, Rafgard.com. If you guys want to hear more about my training. Uh, I've had to take a little bit of t- time off to do some writing, and I look, look forward to getting straight back to that very, very soon. I think, Kev, other than that, shout out to my beautiful little daughter. Oh, she's so Lucy. cute. God, she's cute. Well, that's going to do it for yeah. us tonight here at uh, Lucy's Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. <laughs> good night and good fight. Finally, you're freezing. Yay. Yeah, no.